Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Have You Ever Played podcast, widely considered to be one of the podcasts of all time. Uh, I'm Matt Fondude, the host of this sinking ship, and my co-pilot on the Titanic of podcasts is James. Uh, yeah, I'm James, James O4E, uh, on all social media. Um, and so with the HYAP podcast, what we plan on doing is basically having it be a book club for games. Uh, each week, Matt and I will be playing games and talking about our various experiences with them and our general opinions on them. Uh, some episodes may be topic episodes that we'll be calling side quests. Where we'll ramble about various video game related stuff, topics, things, just whatever. Yeah, and uh, before we jump into the game, I'm very excited about the side quest nomenclature for those topics episodes. Um I think it's going to be kind of a fun thing to jump into and do more of those. Uh, not not these weekly episodes uh, where we're talking about games specifically, but, you know, some of those more freeform episodes. But anyway, we're talking about the wonderful Plants vs. Zombies today, a game in which I will try my best to give a little bit of a history lesson and backstory on. Uh, this is the first time we've done this segment, so please email me all the things I'm wrong about at hyeppodcast at gmail.com, but let's just get right into it. So, Plants vs. Zombies is a video game franchise developed by PopCap Games. Now, PopCap Games was founded by John Vici and Brian Fiete. Um, Google said his name was pronounced Feet but I'm going with yes. Fiete, almost like the guy from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'm just going to say Feet. Feet? You're just going to say John yeah. Feet, or Brian Feet, rather? Brian Feet, that's my guy. Okay, Brian Feet, and also Jason Kapalka in 2000, uh, they founded uh, PopCap Games. Now, PopCap Games, Now, this was something that tickled me quite greatly, and I'm, I'm very excited to see what your reaction to this is, James. Uh, they were originally called Sexy Cool Action, uh, which is, I guess, a reference to the film poster of Desperado. Yeah, huh. yeah, it doesn't sound very, very kid friendly, considering the fact that they made Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, no, no. You know what their first project actually was? Uh, sexy, cool action. Hmm. Well, I, I, I'm just not sure what a what a first project of somebody like that would be. Like, like, like they make a sex game. They make a a cool game, an action game, cool one game. of the other adjectives. Maybe some sort of open world game. Like maybe maybe a, a GTA spin-off where it's just the strip clubs. So they went from GTA to uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Yes, that seems like a very natural transition. Well, you were kind of right about the sexiness because their first game was actually a strip poker game called Foxy Poker, what? which was supposed to serve as a revenue stream for their future titles. Now, you know, you got to respect the hustle of making one of those kind of games. Respect the uh, hustle. To get money to fuel your Plants vs. Zombie passion projects. Man, geez, you know, it, it's a tough world we're living in, especially in America. M money's tight. Got to do what you got to do. Well, have you seen the Hot Tubs category on Twitch? I think it kind of, it makes sense that why they would get a, some extra funding. But I will say, I, I guess apparently people didn't necessarily... Uh, like the game that much because it wasn't really any like actual like titillating action because all of the like illustrations were like comically censored in kind of like an Austin Powers style where I guess there's are almost showing something but you know they don't really 
And turns out people who play strip poker games kind of want to see something, you know. And you're you're telling me that they don't want to want to see hot moms in their area ads. <laughs> and they're in the bar while well, sitting in the bar playing your uh, sexy, cool action game. Yeah, you know, that's that's the reward I, I would play for, honestly. Well, I guess it, I guess they got enough money um, from that project to then come out under the pop cap name we all know. Uh, with a you know this little minor game, uh, you may have heard of it called the uh, you know Bejeweled, which came out in May thirtieth of two thousand one. You know this tiny little puzzle game that uh, uh, James, yeah. are you familiar with Bejeweled at all? Nope, never heard of it. Must be an itty bitty game. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. In all seriousness, though, like Bejeweled is like massive, and also yeah. just other pop cap games like Zuma and like Bookworm, which I actually like Bookworm a lot. And mm-hmm. the based game of all time, Peggle, which maybe we could do an episode on because Peggle's great. Um, the I don't know. Based did, game did, of all time. Did you grow up playing a lot of these pop cap games? Um, a few of them actually. I remember I would play them. Sometimes I'd play them in the library in like middle school. I, and I, I would. I would always their... get caught and get get told to get to to get off the computer. I think that's their target demographic. It was yeah, like was... people who were very casual gamers. They were the king of casual games. Yeah. Instead of messing with the library database, I was gaming. <laughs> and you were you were learning about spelling if you're playing Bookworm, which I think a lot of kids didn't actually yeah. play as much, but more adults. Um, but kind of like pioneers of that whole like casual adult market of just like anyone in your face like your grandma sitting playing like oh i'll play like some bejeweled or something like that mm-hmm. but we're not talking about those games today we're talking about plants versus zombies and to get into the story of plants versus zombies we got to talk about george fan the main designer of that game and uh before george fan joined popcap he actually had a prototype uh java version of so he had a prototype java game about a fish tank where aliens attack the fish tank which would later turn into another pop cap game insane aquarium which i know is very popular among some people i never really played that game so so instead of plants versus zombies it was fish versus aliens yeah and actually that alien thing um was originally gonna be the zombies were gonna have a little bit more of that alien inspired uh nature to them but uh they were cut to be zombies Alien oh. zombies. They might, I don't remember if I they were supposed it. to be alien zombies or just aliens. But yeah, there was there was an alien tie-over. Now, the next note in our doc of notes mentions the, uh, the news of uh, George getting a job offer from PopCap and Blizzard Entertainment. Now, back in 2002, that was probably a very tough choice. And in current day, that's kind of a uh, interesting... Like... <laughs> Who people uh, might not want to work for uh, Blizzard nowadays, but that might be a whole topics episode. Yeah, that's a might be a side quest. Yeah, that might be a that might be a very long side quest, a multi part side quest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but he ultimately actually did choose to work for Blizzard, and he mm-hmm. worked there for about two and a half years, but unable to keep up with the mounting pressure of working in such a large team of very interesting individuals at blizzard he uh ultimately left and would work for PopCap and work on one of these games well actually he worked independently on 
what we would know as Plants vs. Zombie before bringing the prototype to PopCap, who are interested in actually doing something with it. So, now let's get into a little bit of the fun, some of the fun unused content and stuff of this game before we even talk about our experiences replaying it. Um, there is a list of a bunch of unused names. Now, I would like James to read off these names, if possible. Oh, boy. All right, so the unused names include Lawn of the Dead. Yes. Backyard of Darkness. 28 Shrubs Later. Get Off My Lawn. Zombies versus Plants. Oh, wow, I can't believe that one didn't go through. Rest in Peas. Field of Screams. Plants... And plants with a Z, um, and these are this is just a small a small quantity of the total names that we have. But uh, I'm personally a big fan of of Lawn of the Dead and Plants with a Z. Yeah, Plants with a Z is hilarious. Um, and also on the wiki there is like I think Zombotany. There, there's like a ton Zombotany. of unused names. Um, but Lawn of the Dead was actually like kind of a George favorite and kind of like a fa- like a favorite of the naming conventions. Um, mm-hmm. so apparently George actually dressed up as a zombie and went to like, uh, ask the, like Romero, you know, Romero zombie and stuff like that. George to George communication. <laughs> yeah. So they had a, they had a G2G <clears throat> and they were asking, like he said, can I have permission to use Lawn of the Dead? Cause obviously it's a parody of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> which he actually. promptly declined. So Damn. they couldn't use that name, he which didn't... is honestly a great name. So that's who we have to blame for the, for this game not being called Lawn of the Dead. Yeah, the person who would probably sue them <laughs> if they didn't wow, ask. Wow, I'm sending a strongly worded letter. To the, Yeah, well, regardless, I kind of like the name they settled on, Plants vs. Zombies. It's yeah. pretty to the point. I, I, mean, I don't you're, know. How, you're yeah. getting what you expect. I don't know how well, like, I, the, the, the movie parody names were fun and all, but I feel like they don't really describe what you're doing and like back in the day it's like you got mm-hmm. angry birds oh the birds that are angry you know it was very straight to the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of these names but anyway they eventually settled on plants versus zombies as we know and um you know there's a ton of other stuff that happened <laughs> in, in the time frame but i think we've kind of given a, a good enough overview of what was going on and uh i think this all so after Plants vs. Zombies, there was Plants vs. Zombies 2. There was some, like, Garden Warfare 3D third-person oh, over-the-shoulder yeah. shooters and so much random spin-offs and games uh, that happened. And, you know, PopCap would later be bought by EA for $350 you know, million. <laughs> I actually did play the Garden Warfare demo a while back, and I think first thing that stuck out to me was that the Sunflower was committing homicide. Yeah, that's good. It's like it's like that that meme where it's like I'm a healer, but and the guy's just loading a gun. Oh yeah, that guy would be me playing any game where I play support, and I'm just like I'm gonna heal yeah. you, but I'm also gonna gun you. Battle mercy. Yes, uh, that, but unironically. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was the. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. Like, there's a ton of unused content, and there's actually a bunch of demo, or there's a bunch of version differences uh, between all the different versions. Now, I played on the PC version for this replay. I assume you did too as well, James. Yes, I did. Played it on uh, on Steam. Yeah, uh, weirdly enough, when we went to go record this, the game was on sale for a dollar too, which was nice if you hadn't picked mm. it up. It might still be on sale, 
uh, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we just have great timing. Actually, oh, yeah. speaking of that, isn't there that uh, Portal remaster coming out soon? That's actually just great. We just know the future. That's true. And there's we gonna actually be a... just know the future. If, okay, if a Plants vs. Zombie remaster is announced like after this podcast airs, then we'll know we, we're gonna we're making moves. You have us to thank. We made them do it. Yeah. I will say I, I did look into the Portal RTX stuff a little bit, and uh, people are kind of uh, complaining about certain things where there, there are some design choices that are questionable with it, but I think that's oh, another really? topic. Yeah. Yeah. That could be even a side quest. Yeah, we could talk about remasters on a side quest. Oh, that would be a good idea. We should write that down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I think this was the history lesson brought to you by various fan sites, Wikipedias and videos. Um, yes. We'll, we'll consider, since the podcast is very open to changes, we'll, we'll consider how we handle this in the future. But let's, I think, move away from that and kind of get into our own experiences with the game. So, James, I've done a lot of talking. How did you find playing this game? Um, you know, I actually thought it was really cool. It was um, a lot a lot more interesting than I remember, actually. Um, I think something I noticed really quickly is the game only really has two resources. Like, if you really, like, look at it, it's just really time and, the, and sun. Time in the sense that there is... There's very much an early game, mid game, and late game, as with most strategy games. Um, and I found it very, very cool in that sense that it's kind of um, a lot of it is very simplif- simplified. I don't want to say like dumbed down necessarily, but it's presented in a way that um, people who are new to the genre won't really feel alienated. It all feels very natural. Because, um, you know, obviously early on, they don't really send very many zombies at you. There's only like one or two at a time, really. And it gives you plenty of time to get all your sunflowers up and things like that. Um, and I actually noticed that uh, it does do a very good job of kind of subtly teaching you the the basics of of uh, what strategies to be using between uh, certain zombies being countered by certain plants, or I guess in that sense requiring you to have certain plants in some cases, um, and also just encouraging you to not. To not really have all high cost or low cost plants, because that would require you to sacrifice either your early game or your late game. <clears throat> and generally, the low cost items were there to really bring um, bring a little bit more early st- stability. While high cost items were kind of um, they were a bit more late game and occasionally to kind of bail you out, like uh, like the cherry bomb, for example. You know, if you feel overwhelmed, you can just drop a cherry bomb. Mm-hmm. It'll kill all the zombies in the area. It doesn't really require much preparation. It's very reactionary. Um. And also just being able to see the zombie lineup in advance. Uh, it's something that it, it feels very natural because obviously you're choosing your your deck of card of not cards, your deck of plants. Um, but it's just it's really cool because you're able to, you know, see what, what you have to turn at you. You might end up coming up with a completely new strategy, or you could use a previous strategy and just swap out one or two plants. Um, and yeah, I also found that the the basic combos that you could do with plants were really cool too. Like you could have a walnut and a potato mine. Um, and that would essentially allow you to stall for the potato mine to sort of prime itself. And I found myself using that uh, quite a bit in like early game, just so I wasn't spending too much sun on like a pea shooter or something like that. And yeah. I can just save it up to have better defenses later. Yeah. That's actually really interesting how you described that synergy between different plants and, 
uh, you gave the example of the potato mine walnut, which is something I actually did not do, uh, at least use the potato mine that much, or the, the walnut. I went for more like an offensive uh, play style. And I think there is room for these varied play styles in how you can actually play the game, which leads to some replayability. Um, I One mm-hmm. of the things I've noticed in the game was the difficulty and the lack there of difficulty really in yes. a lot of cases unless you choose to make the game harder for yourself by doing challenges and like restricting yourself because mm-hmm. the game very early gives you that cherry bomb and that cherry bomb can just wipe entire like final waves like you can just kind of invalidate most of the game with yeah. that item which i think was intentional to give people who are more casual the out if they want to use the item they can use this kind of get out of jail free card and you also have the the mowers that are set up so if if you get um if you get a zombie that can break through your lines you have at least one additional chance on that per lane with the lawnmower that'll take out all the other zombies yeah i personally found that you had to mess up pretty bad to be in a situation where the mowers came it was it was usually actually um Mo- the only times when I actually found that the mowers were used for me was when I, I literally made like some sort of mistake. Like I forgot to have a, a cactus when there were the balloon zombies or something like that. Um, uh, l- let's take a pause real quick. Uh, uh, a have you ever played podcast first? Because there is a barking dog that I will uh, situate. This barking dog is leaving very soon. So we'll, we'll give it a little bit of a break. All right. Okay, we are back. The dog has left, and we are back to continue talking about Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, I don't exactly remember where we left off, but uh, I think we were talking a little bit about the topic of difficulty in the game in general yes. being not that hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, di- I did find that like the game is very balanced in the player's favor. So normally the the lawnmowers only really came in handy when you really messed something up. Um, I think the first time I realized that was when you actually got the um, the puff shroom. Um, and how so for me personally, and um, some other some other game designers do this. The way that um, especially in card games, the way that we evaluate like evaluate how strong things are um, is usually like a, a basic value equation. So it's like you take the cost of something. In this case, like the sun that something costs. <clears throat> and then you take like the the output so like you know in a card game it might be like the attack or like how much damage it does right um and then you would divide the output by the cost and what you get in the end is the value um and so obviously when you have something like the puff shroom which is free um and it effectively when when it's within its range does the same amount of damage as a regular pea shooter uh you can imagine that kind of breaks the, it kind of breaks the equation a little bit because you're dividing by zero essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about specifically so in Plants vs Zombies, there the the way the game is structured, there are levels where you're in the daytime, and mm-hmm. then there's a level where you're in the nighttime. So each I think it's each set of like ten levels. You're you're playing these like basic plans for zombie levels. There's like a couple mini games which we can we can talk about later, mm-hmm. and then there's also these like big gameplay changes where you're in a sunny area at first. You can use certain types of plants. Then it becomes nighttime. All your like daytime plants do not work. Uh, 
So you mm -hmm. need to switch over to these new plants, which James is talking about the mushroom uh, and how you kind of have these free units in yeah. in that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I believe I sent you a, a screenshot. It was me with like 1800 sun and my entire my entire setup was just puff shrooms, uh, the sun shrooms. And I believe a couple walnuts. It's yeah, it's literally like it, I was about on the final wave and it's literally like, well, I, I can just stack all of these like late game uh, plants like the I forgot what it's called. The one that like froze everything. The it's the freeze room or something. I don't remember. But uh, yeah. A anyway, yeah, like I can stack essentially whatever I want and just like spam away the late game. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you when you think about it, it's like, well, that really shouldn't maybe it shouldn't work like that. It is weird that the so the initial area you're in the sun uh, and then it goes to nighttime, which is supposed to be harder. But I think mm -hmm. because they give you all those freebies and stuff, it honestly feels easier. But maybe it's <clears> because <throat> we've solved that. We, we kind of solved the puzzle like really early on. It's like, OK, well, we can't yeah. use plants, so we'll just use the, the plants they give us. And um, maybe that's kind of your introduction to weaknesses because there is the screen door zombie, which you need those like uh, the mushrooms that like spit like I fit like fume shrooms or something like that. So maybe it's just kind of easing you into, hey, if you spam stuff and you don't consider zombie weaknesses, that's how you would lose in those segments. Yeah, I um I personally found myself. So, so overall, I did really like the game, but I found myself a little disappointed towards the middle mm -hmm. just because I felt that lots of the new characters they, or lots of the new zombies they introduced, with the exception of like the balloon and the digger, which just required specific uh, specific plants. I felt like lots of them, you could just kind of DPS your way through. Like I had all these setups where I would have like um, in the case of like when it was at night or in the case of when it was daytime and it was... Uh, in the backyard with the little like patch of water in the middle. I had like four rows of the, of the three Peter. Mm -hmm. And then I had the, um, Oh God, what was it? I don't remember what else I had, but I, I just had four rows of the three Peter and it was just kind of like, I just sat there and watched everything just, just die. Cause all, all these rows are just stacking up mm -hmm. their, um, the number of peas going through them. I think we and, did a very similar strategy on those levels. Um, yeah. And I think there is a there is a satisfaction to solving a level where you put all your units down. Now you have all these like max level unit basically. Like you're putting the three Peters down and you're just like mm -hmm. watching the carnage happen, which is satisfying to a point. Um, I think eventually some of the levels. I don't know if you remember, but on the roof levels, uh, we're jumping around by the way, all the way around in Plants vs mm -hmm. Zombies, but. Uh, some of the levels really kind of overstayed their welcome and went on yeah. for like far too long. And I think the game is paced actually pretty well where every time you're about to get bored, uh, there's either a mini game that appears, which breaks things up. And I think those are yeah. actually a lot of fun. Yeah. The and mini games are very fun. Mm -hmm. They didn't allow you to. Um, so for those of you who haven't maybe played the game before, um, instead of being able to select your, your deck of plants, they essentially have, they give you random plants like throughout the level or not literally random, like they're in a predetermined set, but throughout the level, they're basically like coming from right to left. You have these new plants is coming and you can choose where and when to place them, but you're basically adapting to what the game is, is giving you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very, there's much less planning than normal. 
Yeah, and it, it really is more action. It's It breaks up the monotony of doing the same old, same old levels because I would spend a lot of time using the exact same strategy in each level. I would put, like, two rows of sunflowers in the back. Then I would put, like, the same plants, and it, it worked. And also using, like, cherry bombs. Like, it worked on every level, so, like, I didn't really adapt. And, like, the only way I would really use some of the other plants is if i was like yeah I'll, I'll just use them just to mess around with them like it wasn't like i need it to and mm-hmm. um actually i'm this is a little off topic but i completely forgot to mention the plants versus zombies banging soundtrack which oh, is yes. one of the defining things of this game brought to you by one lara shigihara who mm-hmm. uh streams and is active on twitch and things under super shiggy and also has a youtube channel check them out um kind of a crazy coincidence that we have two games with with very iconic uh like ending theme songs oh yeah i was thinking that too when i was uh streaming also my stream got copyright claimed at the end uh and so on the youtube vod it's muted (laughs) and people in the chat were like is this gonna be copyrighted and i'm like it's it's probably okay it's just like muted that's okay the music's so good and I was thinking about the music because we we're talking about the bonus levels, which has one of my favorite of the songs. Um, I forget what the song is called, but it's the one where it's like, do, 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 do. That's a terrible impression for uh, <laughs> copyright sake. Yeah. And no other reason. And imagine we just get copyrighted for that. Um, like, but man, yeah, no. Your podcast used my song. I don't care if you were just, just doing it. I think Plants vs. Zombies holds mm. up so well today because of how charming the game is in terms of visually uh everything like the art style holds up i will say the mm-hmm. pc version of the game graphically is like kind of pixely and weird and yeah. i don't know what is going on with the PC yeah i did version. notice that it felt, it felt a little odd at times yeah but overall the art style holds up and the music is phenomenal in this game mm-hmm like it cannot be understated how good the music is and that carries the game quite a lot yeah, I think um, it, it, it's. I think what, another thing that's cool about it is like um, it very much keeps your, at least keeps your hand your hands and your head busy. Um, with you know, first of all, the music is very fun, and also like in lots of strategy games when you kind of have your setup, uh, ready, it, it's very easy to just kind of say, oh well, I just don't do anything. But I do like that they had like the zombies dropping the coins and the sun's always falling from the sky and from the plants that you have, and so especially for like young. Uh, younger people that are playing this you know it really keeps them occupied i guess mm-hmm. so, you know they don't ever feel like they're just getting bored just watching the game play themselves play itself now this game came out on pc first but my first experiences with this game and i think a lot of people have this uh similar experience was on the ipod touch or just you know on the app store and i think this mm-hmm. game is like a perfect mobile game um in terms of just how it's designed and like how you can play it. It might even be preferred to play on mobile. And I know graphically as well, it's the most like the I- iOS version of this game has like a better graphic fidelity than the, the yeah. PC version. Um, yeah. When I really think about it, I think it would have been more, even more fun on, on mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm willing to try plants versus zombies two, which I've heard good things about um, on mobile. Mm-hmm. But again, as the so when plants vs zombies came out it was just this really fun mobile game but you know with plants vs zombies 2 and 3 uh you have mobile game mechanics and it's like 
mobile the mobile landscape is so much different now and how you monetize a game and yeah. it's just like you have throwing like thousands of levels with these weird like microtransactions and you know it's not going to be the same but uh that being said um plants vs zombies has actually a lot of version differences like i believe the ps3 version or xbox version or whatever um has like a full multiplayer mode where you can play the whole game really? co-op yeah Ooh, that's pretty cool yeah, which it's just it's sad. I, and honestly, we we were joking earlier about uh, what if this game gets remastered. I mean, I, I feel like it could happen, like at some point, just a weird like remaster of this game, or maybe they'll bundle all three of them into like one super game or something. Maybe they just use the Garden Warfare models, but have you looking at them from the side so it looks two D? Well, there was you say that, but there was this weird three D thing going on with Plant vs Zombie Three, but that game has been like redesigned a few times and. I'm not mm -hmm. entirely following that, but I do know there's some weird weirdness going on. Um, but anyway, I guess back to how we played through the game. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that I did not remember happening in the game, such as mm. the Zen mode and the shop and like all the other side content. Yeah, that was that actually did catch me off guard as well. Yeah, because the game is so linear. But they have all this like replay value in the in like they have all the shop system where you can buy all these optional plants and upgrades, which cost like a lot of coins in game, which makes me think they would think you're going to be playing this game for quite a while after even beating yeah. it just to get everything. Yeah, what I find a little, I guess, jarring about it was so they, they introduced the, the shop and stuff or the zen mode and stuff like that and then just kind of didn't really reference it again and so I, I know it's common in like like of course like open world games and stuff where it's like you know in the main story you get like you introduce this character and then you can do their side quests or something like that but I don't think it it's quite the same with the game that's a little more linear like this um, I never felt like much encouragement to actually use the zen mode I, I, I just kind of felt like they're saying like it's it's there you know yeah, it, it's strange because it feels like the game was designed to have like infinity levels, like maybe like a weekly yeah. challenge or like have like thousands of levels where the game is actually pretty short. And I mean, they expect you to replay the same levels and then, you know, just try your new plants in almost like a new game plus style. Yeah. And I mean, that could probably be somewhat fun. And that's where you, you would want to get the grinding of all your money and doing all that stuff. But it really like I didn't really feel the need to go back and do that. Um, it's interesting and cool that it is there. I just think it was underutilized um, and not really that like important. And they introduced those mechanics really late into the game. Yeah. Um, one thing I actually found a little funny about that was the uh, the marigold, the little the little flower that gives you silver and gold coins, mm -hmm. didn't actually get introduced until the fourth last level. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I guess that makes sense because they want you to like grind for the other stuff. It is, yeah. it is odd though, right? Because it, it's, yeah, it it feels odd because you would expect like you get that a little earlier, so that, like you know, as the game goes on, you know, maybe you just have have one marigold just chilling there with you while you're while you're going through the story or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's there is weirdness of this game because of just how early, like it, it's it's yeah. such an old game at this point. Um, yeah. 
there's some there's some weirdness to it and um yeah like i i think the game on a whole holds up although i will say so the game starts off rather slow which i think is okay because then it kind of it, it it gets pretty ramped up toward the middle of the game but once you get to those uh last areas like the rooftop i think that rooftop segment was almost like half of the game right there yeah it did feel very drawn out i think a big part of that was um the restrictions on on plants you had like the plants you had were much lower dps Mm -hmm. so it actually just made the levels take longer like i found i found myself almost exclusively using the kernel pulp because it's just it's it's op like let's be honest the kernel pulp was op I, i would just i would have three in one lane and it would literally just chain stun like everything and then like when when that was when that barely wasn't doing it, I used the melon pult, which just hit everything in an AOE, and it was just yeah, it, yeah. it got pretty pretty trivial. Now I'm wondering, right? I'm wondering if the game intends you to play those roof levels later when you have all your crazy plants, and you can use standard plants on the roof level uh, because there's mm-hmm. um, so the way the roof is set up, there's a slant in which regular plants can't fire so you have to use these new catapult plants they added there's like i think like three catapult plants or whatever at the end yes, and that kind of gets kind of boring yeah there's the cabbage pult the kernel pult and the melon pult yeah and they, i mean they're kind of they get kind of samey and you can use other plants technically uh if you want to put them higher up and it's like maybe there's like maybe the point is to like how optimized can you make the ending but it does almost feel like they intentionally drag it out really long just to make it feel like there's more gameplay because those roof levels would take so long like it 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 seemed like each level was just doubling in length as you would go on and then yeah i i also feel like they they introduced some probably some overly tanky zombies in that section as well they had the the gargantuar and the the catapult zombie and then they also had the um the bungee zombie which was like just stealing your your plants so i feel like it had a lot of things that just made the this made the levels kind of take longer because you were getting a lot of your plants just randomly taken you know you were having to put so much dps down to actually like to actually kill these zombies yeah and i also think that you mentioned the, like the gargantuan zombie and stuff like that and all these like harder enemies, like they have the like the zomboni and they have the like the there's a zombie that like shoots balls at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those zombies kind of get countered by the cherry bomb, which is like an item you yeah. just get, and like the squash, just items you get like so early on. And yeah, the squash was very very powerful. Yeah, I think one cherry bomb and a squash would like kill the gargantuan zombie, and it was just mm-hmm. like really not that big of a threat. Um, and it's just like, I, I feel like the game would be way harder without the cherry bomb and I could have not used it intentionally to make myself have a harder time, but Mm -hmm. I mean, they gave it to me really early and I'm like, I'm going to use it, I guess. Yeah. I personally didn't use the cherry bomb very much towards the end. Uh, that was both, uh, that was both, I don't want to make it unfair thing. And also I kind of just wanted to mess with. With all the plants, but I found that some of the later ones were a bit—they were a bit too niche, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
like the the coffee bean to to wake up sleeping mushrooms, the the garlic to move things to other lanes. I did find the umbrella leaf, which um would protect like your backline plants from like bungees and things like that. It was nice, but I don't know. I just feel like some of them were were niche and they didn't necessarily have a level that encouraged you to use them as much as um some other plants did. Yeah, I would point to the star fruit one being yeah, one of those yeah. kind of plants where like you already have the pea shooter that can shoot backwards, which exclusively existed to kill those mining zombies. Um and it's like, yeah, that that star was like it's kind of a weird thing. And actually, you know what kind of sucks? And I guess <clears throat> I guess this is kind of a thing where if we replayed the game over and over again with the plants we had, we would find it more fun. I'm I'm thinking like those tiki torch, whatever, you know, like the flaming plants uh, that you get. Torchwood? Yeah, the torchwood. Um, or no, the ones, the one that when you shoot a pea through it, it lights it on fire. Is that yeah. what that is? Okay. Yeah, torchwood. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun, especially with the three-peater. You would have yeah, the fire and all that. But you could only use that for a short period of time. And then um, you couldn't use it again. But I guess on replay, if you're playing the first level again, you could probably use it. Yeah. Um, um, what I did find kind of cool is the survival mode. It was, um, it's essentially you have to, you get a set of plants at the start and you complete like a full, essentially a level of zombies. And then all the plants that you have down stay, um, and more zombies will come, but you can change your deck. Hmm. I actually thought that was, that was pretty cool. Cause I thought that it allowed for some, uh, adaptive, things like you know you can get all your early game plants like the the sunflowers and all that stuff just out of the way at the start then you could just you could just create like a impenetrable fortress of like three peters and torchwood and and gaddling peas and stuff like that obviously it wasn't it wasn't much more difficult than the regular game but it was it was at least fun you know i got to mess with all my i got to mess with all my toys yeah, and I, I do remember this game being harder as a kid. And this game is marketed, I think, toward a more casual audience. And mm-hmm. um, I I do think that there's so much to play nowadays. I was really trying to get through the game. And I didn't explore the side content as much as I would have if it was one of the only games I had to play for a long time. Yeah, And I think that mobile element helped it if you were playing on a phone because you could check in, play a level check your zen garden i think it really Mm -hmm. was meant to be mobile in a way even though it came out on pc um, yeah i i do feel like the way that we played the way that we played this game might have been a little uh i guess you could say dishonest like you know because it's not it it definitely wasn't how they intended you to play it so you know it we could give it a few more points considering the fact that we played in a very unnatural way yeah i think it was very rushed um and also, it's so funny that, like, I think the philosophy of these PopCap games is they're very, like, casual, play on your own pace. And trying, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why is Bejeweled not fun? I just grind it 40 hours of Bejeweled and play every puzzle back to back. Like, well, I'm having, like, where's the variety? It's like, well, yeah, you, you played it, like, you played the enjoyment out of it. And mm-hmm. I did have to stream, so I was going to play the game throughout the week, but I had streamed it, and I had a time issue where I basically had to play four hours of it yesterday just to get ready Mm -hmm. for the podcast. And then, I mean, that kind of sours some of my opinion on the game. Cause if you're playing, it's not, it really is not meant to be played for long sittings. I think it is best played one level every so often. 
and then check in, you know, play like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I, th- I think Big that agree. is the yeah that is definitely the uh, the move. Uh, did you dive into the zombie avatar at all, by the way? Zombie avatar. <laughs> Not sure what that was. Yeah. So at the beginning of the game, there's an option to create a zombie avatar, and uh-huh, I see. <laughs> basically. You could take a bunch of pre-made dress-up assets and make your own custom zombie, which mm-hmm. would then like save to your desktop like an image, so you could use it on like MySpace or whatever. But on MySpace, yeah. But it actually changes the leader zombie. So you know how there's a zombie at the beginning of the wave that carries the flag. Yeah. Uh, you, that'll be your zombie avatar if you made one. So it's just a little fun. Oh, really? Like That's that. pretty cool. Yeah, it's just neat little things. Um, mm-hmm. There's a ton of stuff like that in this game. There's like little yeah. like charm um apparently i was watching the iceberg explained video on uh this game and apparently there is a chance that a zombie can eat your uh walnut and there's a really low chance that they can be allergic to it and like instantly die (laughs) like a really (laughs) really low chance that's Um, pretty funny I'm going to look up the Iceberg creator so I can give them credit because, yeah, it's Shy yeah. Valley, S-H-A-I-I Valley. The Plants for Zombie Iceberg would highly recommend watching that video. And there's a bunch of other mm-hmm. Iceberg videos, too. I do but, think it's, yeah, like now, now that we're bringing this up, it is, it is cool that they included lots of like little just, just fun things that you don't see as often anymore, I guess. Because it's not really like the primary, I guess, objective of the game. Yeah, there's like, a lot um, of spectacle. Yeah. Between levels and stuff like that. There's not there's so much going on. Like it feels so crafted like this experience cuz you'll be playing a couple levels, then there's like a mini game. There's Crazy mm-hmm. Dave who we haven't even talked about. Oh yeah. <laughs> um your crazy neighbor who is uh quite the character. Yeah, I really like Crazy Dave. I thought it was you know, it, it was it was a definitely a unique brand of comedy, but I don't think it's the type that um that's necessarily like it's not the type to to be to become outdated you know it's just it's just fun <laughs> i agree with the exception of one line of but oh it's my magic taco i'll give you uh, money for it 1000 gold for my magic taco and i'm like all right oh, i'll give man. him a pass it was it was the thing to be random at the time yeah i think the humor overall holds up pretty well yeah in the game you think it was it was fun that everything he did, the explanation was just because I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I did think it was um, pretty good. And uh, actually, I guess we'll go into some spoilers now. Uh, what did you think about that final boss? Um, so it's actually kind of funny. The first time I did the final boss, I didn't know that the um, that the chili peppers and the the freezing thing actually affected it mm-hmm. so i was like wow it's just taking ages to kill this thing <laughs> and then i'm like okay okay there has to be something i'm missing so i so i just restarted and i'm like wait a minute he's firing like fire and, and ice balls i mean i can just use the opposite thing and then i was like oh this is really really <laughs> trivial like i i used the the ice room to like chain stun him and he just just kind of died mm-hmm I actually really like, so the, the way the boss, the Zom boss, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. the way the boss is set up, it's a, it's actually a mini game format where yeah. you don't pick your own plants. They just keep coming. And I thought that was actually a lot of fun. And I kind of wish they did that more in the game and they had more yeah. bosses. But I mean, to be fair with the game, you know, they didn't know this was going to be as big as it is. 
So I have to try to play um, one of the sequels. Yeah, I do. do. I do think cheese aside, it was a pretty good boss. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it could like obviously remove rows of your plants completely, you know, crush your plants, things like that. Like it was, it was really nice. It was the stuff that required you to, to like actually react to what he's what he's doing, and it's not always stuff that you've seen before. Obviously, because it's a boss fight, it has a few different moves. I think it was it was nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty exciting. I mean, the music slaps as usual in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was challenging enough, but not like crazy. And it was really like um, a good ending to the game. And of course, for some reason, we, I, we, we picked a game that also ends in a song, which yep. was so good. Um, the little dance party ending. Yeah, and that was a really good song. Bring back Ooh. dance party endings for games. I, I, yeah, honestly, I, I would like, love it. Especially ones that like you know have have characters that are like sworn enemies just grooving together oh yeah like i want to be playing far cry 72 where they get insert hollywood actor villain they get mads mickelson in there and he's like (laughs) i'm i'm the villain and then at the end jason gunsteel the main character um (laughs) looks at him and they just have a dance party i I would love that i would play that game that sounds great yeah I, Honestly, I think, that should have that should have been the ending to like to like Metal Gear Rising or something. <laughs> Metal Gear that Rising is a great. perfect ending, which we don't need to spoil. But that game has one of the best endings of all time and ending fights of any video <laughs> game. Oh man, that could be a topic in itself. Uh, just like best video game endings and oh, worst man. video game endings. Um, but yeah, no, I loved the song and dance it's just a feel-good ending and then it's Mm -hmm. like anything any complaints and nitpicks i had about the game washed away in the ending where i'm like ah that was a nice ending yep and left me wanting more i'm gonna remember this ending forever Mm -hmm. until i forgot that it was like that yeah well, um, I guess we could maybe talk a little bit more about Plants vs. Zombies. I think we hit a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, are, do you have anything that you specifically want to bring up? Um, let me just look at my notes really quick. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look at uh, my notes as well. So we're both looking at notes and not talking to the audience. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that I, I didn't cover yet. Yeah, um, I think that Plants vs. Zombies deserves a... Re- like, of all things, and I have to do more research on this, because I think there there's probably some way of remastering or whatever. I, I think that this game deserves a, like, nice, super good remaster mm-hmm. to give it HD, whatever, do all this nice stuff, combine yeah. all the features from all the different games, because there's a bunch of different version differences, and then do, like, one nice thing anything that doesn't require me to count the pixels (laughs) yeah and actually just talking about the game from streaming perspective because i streamed the whole game at matt fondude at twitch tv Um, shameless plug yeah there was actually a lot of people coming through and watching um plants vs zombies who were very knowledgeable about the game and Mm -hmm. um more than i thought there's a really active community of people who really enjoy this series and um yeah, I think it just shows you that a game that seems very simple like this can hold up and still attract new fans and, you know, still maintain yeah. fans. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really cool. You know, it's truly a 
a universal game. That's one. That's one thing that's nice about about casual games. Is just about anybody can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's like we were talking about earlier. It could be could be a, a grandmother and a grandkid both playing it together, and they both have about similar fun. Yeah, and I think with that, we will go into the viewer mail. If you want to send us a message on anything, questions perhaps to be read out on this ending segment, or corrections for all the things we got wrong during this podcast, uh, send us messages at hyeppodcast at gmail.com. That is the hyeppodcast at gmail.com. And I think let's get right into the questions. This was a question we didn't answer last week because we ran out of time. Yep. Um, but are there any games you remember playing from like your childhood that you can't remember the name of, or you had trouble finding? Um, yeah, there was this one game on the Xbox arcade. It was like, it was kind of like Terraria, like it was 2d, but like there were guns and there was like katanas and stuff like that. Hmm. And it's like, um, I, I guess it was kind of an arena shooter cause you like picked up the guns and stuff. I, I just I still don't even know what it's called, but like it was just cool. I remember like you know it was had had some of the had some gore. It was just a really it was like a it was like mainly pixel art. Ah, it was just crazy. It was fast paced, fun. Played it with my friends a few times when I was bored of all my other games. All right, I'm gonna have to let you in on a little secret. This whole podcast was designed in a way to get us enough clout that we could list games that we vaguely know so people who listen to the podcast can let us know what they are. Because oh I would God. love to know certain games like that that I just that like, would be awesome. have a vague memory of. Um, and I've tried... Have you seen the, the the subreddit tip of my joystick where you can type in a description of something like this and then people will tell you what the game is? Oh, that just unlocked a memory, actually. I, I forgot that subreddit existed. Yeah, that I've tried to look for certain games through that and had no success Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i mean i was never an xbox kid so i don't even know where to begin with the game that you described it doesn't sound like anything i know unless it was like starbound or something which is kind of terraria like (laughs) which would be insane if i just got that right but i don't i don't think it is that let me let me look it up really yeah it's on steam starbound i don't i don't know if that was that that sounds too if it, that's like post Terraria, and I don't even think Terraria was out when, yeah. when you were talking, like the error of when you were talking. Yeah, I don't think this. Yeah, this wasn't it. Um, yeah, my my I have a couple of games uh, because when I was a kid, I would go to Blockbuster when that was a thing still, and oh, I would rent games. Yeah, but did you ever go to Blockbuster? Yeah, I went there a couple times. I actually had one that was really close to my my grandma's house, so whenever I would visit visit her i would go there and just i wouldn't always rent stuff i would just kind of look but i did rent stuff occasionally mm-hmm. remember i i rented uh oh god i think it was marvel ultimate nemesis for the ps2 <laughs> and that was a that's an old game yeah mar I, I i loved blockbuster i would rent the super mario brothers super show they had one vhs of like one episode oh my god i would just rent I that think I, I think time. I had the whole series on VHS actually. Oh, wow. I don't know you if were I still bougie. have it. Yeah, I remember I would always watch it in like I'd always watch it in the car because my parents had like one of those cars with the little TV thing. You were very bougie. 
Yeah. Um, I I only had uh, there at Blockbuster, my Blockbuster location, they had the Super Mario Brothers Super Show one episode. They had Sonic's like the Sonic uh cartoon or whatever as an episode, and the Links, the Legend of Zelda one uh cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind that video games could have cartoons and media outside of video games. Because I think when yeah. I was growing up, a lot of game... Like, nowadays you can be like, oh, I like Minecraft. Let me buy a Minecraft backpack and buy Minecraft Legos and buy all this stuff. It's like, yeah, when I was growing up, like, seeing Mario on something, not a video game, was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, being a gamer was taboo. And now yeah. now all of the now every game's getting an anime. Like, That's um, true. That cyberpunk anime actually came came out recently. I watched it. It was very good. I got to watch. Everyone's it saying actually, that's really good. It actually made me play cyberpunk. It was oh, very wow. good advertisement. I like cyberpunk in general. Like I thought it was yeah. like even though it had issues, it was still fun. Yeah, I'm not. I, I guess you could technically say I'm done. I'm like nearly done with the game because you know I'm at the point where it says like yeah, if you continue in this mission, you can't like do side quests or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like my character is like level 30 i've essentially got my build together so it's like i i can safely say like i have played enough of the game that i can give like a mostly encompassing view of it but but yeah i think it's it's pretty cool game yeah and um i mean we kind of got a little sidetracked there but i guess my to answer the question of the games that i couldn't really remember uh there was this one game i got at blockbuster on the gba which i actually have found um since this but uh, there was a ton of games for some reason that I would rent on GBA, and they were like really like popular games such as like Wario Land Four or Yoshi's Island, and I couldn't find those later because I was very young renting these games, and mm-hmm. I, I was going through like a checklist of like okay that was that game that was this game Boktai was one of those a game I will force you to play at one point which is that solar panel game. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, and this one game eluded me in which it was Tetris, but this weird like fortress building game where mm-hmm. it i just could never find it and i rented it like one time and didn't get it as a kid like i didn't understand it so i like never saw it again um but i kept thinking about it I'm like maybe i would have liked that game and it turns out it's a game called literally called fortress on the gba and i found it in a bargain bin recently for like a dollar fortress and i bet that's very search friendly i know that's that's the thing too like the name is like so hard to find um but yeah it's tetris but you put the tetris blocks down and it builds a castle and it's really weird it's like you fight each other's castles it's this really weird game man it's tetris but instead of tet it's four yeah it's oh wow you, you've cracked the code <laughs> um but one game that i still have no idea it's like this fever dream game where it was on a website and I don't know if it was, I think it was like a shockwave game or it was some mm-hmm. sort of like flash kind of shock. I think it was shockwave specifically. And it was this game where it was 3d. I think it was 3d and it was a maze game where you could make your own maze levels or you could make your own levels in this game. And I think it was first person and there was a ghost in it. First person. You. And there was a ghost. Yeah, there was a ghost. I think you could user create levels and I think Mm -hmm. you could make your own levels and play other people's levels. And it was this dark kind of game. And I think there was ghosts that would fly around and that scared me. And that's why I didn't play it. Um, Damn, maybe you played PT. 
I, yeah, I guess I played PT early. Um, very, very early PT. Damn, leak, leaked build of PT. You heard it, it here first. Matt has it. I would love to find this game. It's driving me crazy, and I posted about it on that subreddit at one point, and no one cared. I could find out. And I'm like, I want to know what this game is. If it's, It has to be some sort of internet thing. And I'll have to look it up. I don't know what it was, but I think it was in browser, so... If that helps mm-hmm. anyone, but yeah, that's that's my game. Um, I guess let's go into the next question of: Do you like battle royale style games in general? Oh boy. Um, you know, considering what I'm gonna follow this up with, it might actually be a little weird. But in general, no, actually, um, hmm. I think it's a very so it's actually a surprisingly difficult genre to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to consider a lot of things. Um, the only BR that I like, and this is actually like now it's it's kind of funny. It's, you know, I I didn't like BRs at all before I played it, but now it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's Apex Legends, um, and I think uh, among like many things, I think what makes the game very very good for a BR is that like um, while I do think people slightly overstate the randomness in brs because you can average things out you know you can if you get good at the games you can generally tell where people are going to be depending on where you've like noticed they've landed and stuff like that um i think that the abilities in the game do wonders for it i think that it's like having that one like constant like i will pick this character and i can always do this no matter like what i have i think it's fantastic and i think it makes it it completely changes how you how you approach the game or suddenly like you know people are making like team comps and stuff in a in a br which is like otherwise you know it's otherwise unheard of to be honest especially like mm. before the game came out yeah and i've played a little bit of apex i played on console at first before it came to like mm-hmm. pc or whatever um and it's like i want to play that game but i don't like the, i just don't like battle royale the format i yeah. would like the i mean Apex is like, you know, like a, almost a Titanfall-esque game based on the, you mm-hmm. know, the developers yeah. of the game. Um, and the gameplay seems really fun and cool. I just don't like... I don't like just like, I don't know, trying to do this whole thing. Like, there is an element to Battle Royale games. I, I think Fortnite being, you know, a big example of a Battle Royale game. Uh, that it's just like, okay... If you get down to it, you're the last person, like you're kind of either hiding the whole game and wasting time, or you die really early, or you know, just like weird stuff happens like that. It's just not I just don't gel with that style of game. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not I think the older I get, the less I like competitive games in general. Um Yeah, I can see that. I think I think a lot of competitive games have these like built in like rage mechanics almost. Like they they, they intend you to I think a lot of competitive stuff intends you to become addicted to it in a way and, you know, keep fueling you to keep playing. And I don't know. I just, I can't deal. Yeah. I definitely think we could have an interesting episode someday about, about competitive games, but I do have some actually quite good news for you. Um, Mm -hmm. For, for somebody who likes the apex mechanics and like, doesn't like BR, it's actually the perfect time to play because right now they have a, um, a limited time mode called gun run it's like a it's like gun game like in call mm-hmm. of duty but it's in teams of three and it's like four different squads so it's, so it's actually like it's really nice you know it's fast-paced games don't last very long and obviously you know it's just shoot gun get next gun stuff like that it's pretty fun 
Um, then they also have their arenas mode, which it's kind of, it's kind of like a like Counter Strike, where you know you buy your guns and stuff like that. But there's no there's no like bomb or anything. It's just kind of kind of team deathmatch with like one life per round. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it would, I think it would be definitely be interesting if you if you got back into the game at all. Um, you know, you have options now. Yeah, and I played the on like on launch and on console, so I was not mm-hmm. really like. I didn't really play it in a way where I uh, could really fully experience it. And maybe if I did give it yeah. another shot, it's just I'm thinking about going back into it and then doing the at least the traditional Battle Royale style mode. Um, and, and those kind of games, uh, I think, would benefit from playing with friends. Um, yeah, definitely. As opposed to solo queuing. Yeah, Apex is, you know, I, I, I like to say these... these um multiplayer games like you know people get so caught up in the competitiveness but it's re- it's really about interacting with other people and i think that's something that's often lost in um in the way that some people approach solo queue and, and stuff like that and i think it's why people get very very tilted at these kinds of games mm-hmm. yeah you know i think if you if you if you if you're willing to try it again i i would i would play with you play it with you obviously but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's fun. I, I think it could be fun um i actually kind of during the process of this question, remember that, wait, I kind of do like Battle Royale, but not specific, like Fortnite, like, you know, shooting each other, getting gun style. Mm-hmm. But like when you apply that, be the last one to survive to other game formats, like a Fall Guys. I, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. Fall Guys for a while and I enjoyed this. There's like this Bomberman style game and like the Tetris 99. Like I like Battle Royale when it's applied to something really weird like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually a lot of fun where it's like, what if we did a fishing game, but it's a battle royale, like catch the biggest bass. <laughs> like, I like that yeah. stuff. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's it's a really fun concept, um, especially like of the fantasy of, you know, it's the fantasy of being the, the last one standing is always going to be something that'll attract players. You know, it's just a question of uh, as far as like, as far as the people playing it, you know, how how much time are you? are you willing to spend not being the last one standing, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, you, you can always say like, Oh, you know, that one game I won was great, but you know, how many, how many games are in between that? Yeah. And I think I have this mentality playing those kind of games. I usually play support <clears throat> or tank in those kind of a game and like any kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I think battle Royale appeals to the people who want to be that DPS kind of like, they want to be like the last guy they want to be the last person yeah. and i'm like i'm like i don't i don't want to be in the spotlight i want to be the person supporting and i know apex does give you that option to yeah. play those supportive roles i think apex would, appeals most uh, if i'm playing a game between like a PUBG, a fortnite an apex or i don't know some other shooter one but like the like uh the call of duty game i, I think apex appeals mm-hmm. to me the most out of all of those games because it is that class-based thing uh, almost Overwatch-esque, which, I mean, yeah. Overwatch appeals to me, even though that game fuels my rage if I ever play it. <laughs> that game intentionally makes you just so angry in everything yeah, it does. Yeah, Overwatch is something else. Oh, yeah, let's take a game where it requires extreme team coordination and then just give you solo queue. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I think that's a podcast for today. Yep. I think it we hit that so. time. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Have You Ever Played podcast. I've been, as usual, Matt Fondude, a.k.a. Matt. Wait, that's the other way around. But whatever. I'm on Twitch, Twitter, and I'm on TikTok now, too. So all you TikTokers, Sick. rejoice. 
uh, and I'm on YouTube. I'm on everything. Look, watch my streams. Come, come, chat with me. Yell, yell at me for being bad at video games at uh, Twitch TV. Awesome. And I've been James, uh, James O four O four E on actually most social media. As I recently found out, my Instagram is James zero four E. Ooh, mixing it up because, a little bit. Yeah, for some reason James O four E was taken. I even tried changing it to that, and it said still taken. <laughs> All right, well, there's an imposter running around. Sus among us. Goodbye, everybody. Sus among us. Goodbye.